Good morning, world. Today's going to be a great day. Welcome to Play Life Loudly. I'm your host, Abby Halpin, the physical therapist who sometimes wishes she was a music teacher. Two weeks ago, I went to Chicago to attend the NATS conference. That's the National Association of Teachers of Singing. I wanted to tell you all about it right when I got home, but instead I got the COVID and spent the week hiding in my bedroom and sleeping and trying to keep Mr. Forte from getting sick, which we succeeded. So success. But I am back and I'm excited to share with you about this experience. First of all, I was positive I was going to be the lone healthcare person in a sea of voice teachers. Actually, I knew there'd be a lot of speech pathologists there, so that's not quite true. But I also met a lot of voice teachers who are also occupational therapists or speech language pathologists, and that combination is so cool. (laughs) It was also so nice to talk shop with these other rehab professionals who also work with musicians. Oh, it was great. Great weekend. I also got to listen to a lot of amazing singing, which is always a bonus. Being surrounded by these singers felt really familiar and friendly to me. In college, I was in an acapella group called Premium Blend. I loved this group so much. Most of the singers in the group were music majors of some kind. And so I was the group PT. A lot of them came to me with questions about anything that hurt or even any illnesses they had had. Someone once was asking me about food poisoning. Whether I was qualified to answer these questions or not, they came to me. (laughs) Later on, another PT major joined the group. Shout out to Jackie. And I got some help. (laughs) Anyway, being a PT surrounded by these singers just really brought me back. I love everything about singers. They are just a bunch of hams and sing everything. And it's just very entertaining. My colleague, Liz Fraser, aka the Salty Voice Teacher, and I ran one of the morning discussions. We had a singer volunteer to work with us live during the morning discussion. The singer we worked with, Anna Diemer, was amazing. They volunteered to be our demonstrator without really knowing us very well or at all and agreed to sing in front of people at 7.45 in the morning. She came down to warm up, I don't know, around 7.15. I did not know anyone could sing like that at that time of day. Honestly, it was rude how good they sounded. I would like to talk you through what our session looked like with Anna, because it was really fun. Anna sang a classical piece for us while we observed. She also sang a musical theater piece later on in the session. Um, But Anna had been told at one point that they could not belt because it would ruin their voice or something. Sadly, this is a really common story that Liz and I hear, and I'm sure if you're a voice teacher, you've heard the same story. Um, So... We started with some classical work and then got into musical theater as the session went on. Anna wanted to work on improving their ability to sustain pitches and also get some insight onto or on belting and musical theater style because they were trained in classical singing. As Anna was singing, I noticed that they shifted their weight 
a lot while they were singing, just a lot of swaying, which can be an issue or not, but it was a thing that stuck out to me. And as they swayed to the left, it always looked like more of a lean, starting with a head tilt to the left. They were able to sway back to the right in a very natural, weight-shifty kind of way. Okay, what's the difference between a lean and a shift? A shift is where your whole body, starting with your pelvis, shifts over the foot you're putting your weight on. A lean is more of a diagonal tilt, starting with your head and shoulders. Neither of them are necessarily wrong, but a lean does take a little bit more energy and you use your neck muscles a lot. A weight shift is a little more efficient. So this is what happens in my brain when I see something like this. I start going, okay, what's making them sway more than usual? Do they need to feel more grounded? What sensory experience do they need to feel steady? Something is going on with this head tilt, body lean to the left thing. It's too consistent. I don't think they're shifting well over there. That might throw off breathing. I gotta check that. I also noticed in her warm-up she kept massaging her jaw. Maybe she's got some tension there. Okay, actually, nothing sounds that coherent in my actual thoughts. It honestly feels more like a swirly buzz in my brain, kind of staticky that just kind of eventually clicks (laughs) together. (laughs) But all of that thought process is in the swirliness somewhere. Once Anna finished singing, I spent, you know, at least five minutes completely fangirling over how amazing they are. And then after I got over it, we went through a movement assessment to get an idea for what might have been contributing to some of the habits that I noticed while they're singing. I asked them to squat, reach overhead, move her head in different directions, both with their mouth open and closed. We checked rib mobility and probably a few other things. I found that in all of their tests, it kind of pointed to the tendency of standing on her left or shifting to her left foot in more of an inhale position. And then when they shifted to the right, they would switch into the exhale position. If you're into this stuff and you haven't listened to prior episodes, go back and listen to episodes 3, 10, and 11, because I talk in detail about all of these inhale, exhale position things. And if you've listened to them, do you remember all the layers of diaphragms and how they all need to work together? That's kind of what I'm looking for when I'm watching something like this, something like what Anna was doing. So in summary, we determined that Anna's diaphragms are really good at being an inhale on the left side of her body and exhale on the right side of her body. So we did two exercises that basically just work on the opposite to even them out. The exercises targeted the muscle groups that would pull them into a more natural mid-rangey kind of shift to the left, like a nice weight shift rather than that lean, so that all of her diaphragms get into the exhale position on the left. After we did these exercises, and there was a lot of breathing in the exercises, so it was, it was targeting some of that exhale, we then asked Anna to sing again, and whoa, <laughs> they had more freedom, their sustained pitches seemed to be much easier, I noticed that they closed to a consonant at the end of each phrase or like a lengthy note with much more control and ease, like, like they had more air in the tank, their tone was richer, They didn't sway and their feet stayed nice and planted. By giving them the freedom to inhale and exhale fully on both sides, 
their diaphragm and neck muscles had greater ease during those long notes, especially into the end where she was feeling like she was running out before. So the breath was then freed up, the swaying and leaning improved, and Anna is somehow sounding even better than the first round. And so I turned Anna over to Liz. Anna also sang a musical theater piece at that point, since that's the genre she's really interested in. And Liz jumped in and kind of found that Anna was using some classical techniques during the musical theater piece. So to help them find a more musical theater sound, Liz gave Anna some exercises to work the extremes of singing kind of nasty. Or as Liz would say, not too pretty. (laughs) They also worked on bringing their vibrato down a bit and a whole bunch of other things that Liz could tell you about. I mean, Anna turned into a storyteller right in front of our eyes. It was never a question of if Anna was a good singer. I'm doing like quotation marks, good singer. They are incredible. This just opened them up to a broader sense of of kind of knowing what singing could be, allowing for more types of singing and sounds, and therefore accessed some sounds that allowed them to connect with their audience even more than before. The combination of working on releasing postural and breathing patterns that don't allow for easy access of air, and then immediately using new patterns with vocal practice is so effective. It's the difference between just asking someone to just release what's feeling tense and instead giving them something new to do and then singing with it. Liz is a master at seeing where someone could go if they could shed the rules, you know, the rules, the rules that all singers think they have to follow, not all, a lot of singers have to follow to be, quote, good. So they can therefore just deliver a meaningful performance, shed the rules. It usually makes for sound that makes more sense for the genre they're singing. Anna was such a trooper. They were open and engaged and just soaked all of this up like a sponge. I was so impressed with them. If you want to check Anna out, find her on Instagram. It's Deemer Voice Studio. Deemer is spelled D-I-E-M-E-R. In summary, break the dang rules. Forget about proper posture or whatever someone once told you to do with your shoulders or your ribs. Just do you. (laughs) Make it easy and enjoy the music. The world needs you to be you. Liz and I are putting on a disobedient singing workshop on Saturday, August 20th for voice teachers. We're going to be discussing in detail how body positions and movement affect your voices. And we will talk about the rules that singers are told to follow, both about their bodies and about their voice and sound. And we are going to challenge those rules. Break the rules. Be disobedient. (laughs) We will be demonstrating our work with singers live during the workshop. We are looking for two singers who'd like to work with us during the workshop. If you're interested, email me at abby at performancept.com. I said that wrong. I don't know why I said my email address wrong. It's abby at forteperformancept.com. Or you can just hit me up on Instagram at performancept.com. No, I did it again at Forte Performance PT on Instagram. Ah. 
The workshop's going to start at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern time on August 20th. It'll run about three hours. You'll have lots of opportunity to get up and move around and try some of these exercises. Uh, pricing is $75 to attend and $125 for the singers. What else? Liz and I also do virtual consulting with individual singers. Consultations are usually about three hours total total with both of us at the same time. We usually do a two-hour session and then a week or two later we do a one-hour follow-up session. Um, that's the pricing there is $410 uh, total for all three hours with both of us. So actually, if you're interested in working with us, sign up, sign up to be a demonstrator at this workshop because it's quite a deal. <laughs> As I said before, if you're into this breathing singing stuff and you haven't listened to prior episodes, go back. Listen to episodes 310 and 11. I think they're called, How Does Breathing Really Work Anyway? Um, I think number 10 is called something like Full of Hot Air and 11 is The Effects of Hyperinflation. All three of those I go into a lot of details about all the nerdy things and physiology of breathing and how it impacts singing all kinds of stuff. Go back and listen. <laughs> you can find more about the Salty Voice Teacher on Instagram at the Salty Voice Teacher. And again, check out Anna at Deemer Voice Studio. I'm looking forward to next week. I don't yet know what I'll be talking about, hmm. but it'll probably be something nerdy. If you enjoyed this episode, you know what to do. Share with a friend. Feel free to give it some stars if you'd like it. And you can subscribe to get a little reminder when the next episode drops. Until then, Forte fam, let me know what you need.